Okay, I'm here at the IGF competition uh, in GDC in the Student Showcase competition, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Um, just talk about the game? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Okay, go ahead. Um, Paper Cakes is a game which we developed as a collaboration project between Utrecht School of the Arts and USC. It was designed for the Wacom, and the premise of the game is you have your doodle, it's a little drawn guy on a virtual piece of paper, and doodle want, all, he, all doodle wants is cake, and you bring him to the cake by folding your virtual piece of paper, thus manipulating his, the environment and the world to, uh, to create new platforms and bring him to the other side of the paper. To, make, to get him to the location of the cake. And the core mechanic is just folding the, folding the level and using that to your advantage. And uh, what inspired the game? The, the bamboo, bamboo pen and touch has touch features and touch gestures, and one of them is a scrolling gesture you do with two fingers, and that felt like folding paper. So that actually gave us the idea of actually using that as a mechanic. So that gave us that sparked our imagination and we divert, we brainstormed on that further and that and paper cakes came out of that. Um, once you had the mechanic down, what was the next step? Did you start prototyping? What were some of the issues that you ran into? Because this was a this is a different type of game. I mean it, it has puzzle aspects for sure. Yeah. But you know it's obviously a different thing. Well since it's on a virtual piece of paper, what the first step would be to actually try it on a, a real piece of paper. Yeah. Um, and our complete paper prototype was actually a literal paper prototype. We we just drew a level on, on, a, on a piece of paper and tested it out in real life. So our entire... Uh, do, we didn't have a design document or anything. We just had an example of how the game would work through testing it in real life. So it is a, it's actually... A, an actual paper prototype. So that was on top, that was the main part of our design process. And when you did the paper prototyping, who did you um, run it by? Who did you test it on? Everybody we could find, from ten-year-olds to 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 our moms. Everybody we could find, because we wanted to design a game that's accessible to everybody we can think of, and everybody who likes to play games or does not yet want to like to play games or something, and try and get them interested in a simple in a game as simple as this. So we tested. So we basically tested it on everyone. And what was the response? Um, what did you find out that you needed to change, and, and how did it go? Um, the first few versions of our game didn't have as much visual feedback as it has now. And one of the most important things we, we added in was coffee stains and, and ink spots to just have landmarks for people to recognize. Uh, vi mainly visual feedback that tells little, inf little bits of information without you actually having to tell them in text. Okay. So it's mainly the visual feedback that that missed that was, that was missing, and we added that in, and that really helped the game. So. Um, I mean, it helped the game in what sense to make it more clear? Because the coffee stains I could see is kind of making it communicating that it's paper. But how would you still? I mean, what kind of visual feedback did you use to communicate how to either solve the puzzle more easily or to go about playing the game? Um, well, the coffee stains actually do one do two things. That's one proofing it's paper, it's telling you this is a piece of paper, sure. but also you see it while you're playing the game. And while you're folding and manipulating your level, you fold one side of the paper over to the other side and you see the, you see the stain. So you're like, hey, I've seen it before. And so you recognize where that is. So you see... Oh, oh okay, I see what you're saying. So, so, you, so for the rota rotating and moving it around. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Exactly. Um, so how long did it take from 
initial idea to you know tweaking the paper prototype actually now getting something up and running on the on a computer. The entire project, uh, the entire uh, pro uh, process of this game took three months. That's including the extensive uh, testing, the extensive user testing and, and feedback and working that out and then user testing it again, the iterative design process. So that's three months in total. Okay. And um, so when you actually had it on computer, what was the response? And aside from the visual feedback issues, is there anything else that you had to change? Was there anything else you had to change to, to make it more accessible? Well, one thing was uh, flow of the game and flow of introduction of the game mechanics. We first had a really, well, to say, a really awkward introduction method of, of introducing the mechanics. And we chose, to we chose to change that to the method we have now, as in dividing the mechanics in four worlds. We didn't have that at first. We just what did you have at first? Because you mentioned it was awkward. So yeah. what? We first had just a big screen with all with all just little numbers, and the numbers stood for level numbers. And it would just go in, in a linear fashion from 1 to 40. Okay. And it wasn't really clear when what was uh, when what was introduced and stuff like that. It just got too complicated too quickly. So what we did is we, we saw that in the feedback and we saw that during user testing and we we were thinking how can we solve this problem? How can we make it more accessible? And thus we chose for the format we have as in four distinctive worlds, as it were, each with each introducing its own mechanic and focusing on that mechanic. So you can so the flow of the game is is completely spread out so you can play the play the level at whatever whatever tempo you want okay so that's basically how we did it. okay and so you have the game done when did you decide to submit it to this contest and um, what did you decide afterwards we decided to submit it about two weeks into development we were pretty far and we thought hey we've got still two weeks left we can make this we can make that deadline of 15 November and we worked really hard to make that deadline to get to get a beta version in there and uh, entered into the competition so halfway through we decided this is a really good game and we believe in this we believe in the concept so we're just going to enter it and work towards that so okay and you said this was a collaboration between another university um, how did you how did you coordinate that and what was the exact other university I don't um, well we were we're from Utrecht School of the Arts which is based in, in Utrecht in, in the Netherlands in Europe okay well it was a school assignment to work together with, with three students from our school, with three students from the University of Southern California in LA. I wasn't sure. I thought you said USC at first, but I wasn't sure because I know you guys are really far apart. Um, yes. How did you? What did you have to coordinate? Well, um, we divided up. We divided the workload, and we communicated through Skype, a Skype meeting every Monday, and a lot, lots of communication through email, and lots of. Um, we used Google Sites as a forum for bug tracking and stuff like that and um, Tortoise SVN that subversion based, uh, based server thing that we use to make sure that everybody has up to date files and stuff like that so I mean were you guys in charge of say the coding and they were in charge of art or something or how did you break it down well we had to sl we had a bit more time than they had so we decided that all the lead artists the lead uh, programmer and the lead designer would be uh, would be based in the Netherlands and from and coordinate from there. 
So that's so we basically bought always the center point was the Netherlands and, and the students in the Netherlands, which were I, I was the lead for the design for the level design. So we coordinated it that way. So that made it possible to collaborate in a in a. And, and was this between two different classes, or was was this outside of class? This was it's a part of our curriculum, and the UC students we had one undergraduate and two graduate students. So in, for them it was a bit mixed, but for us we're all um, final year master students, so we're in the same class. So so you guys have this game done. You know it's innovative. What's the next step? What are you what are you guys planning on doing? Are you going to pursue this game more? Or are you focusing on other games or what? Um, with this game, we'll have to see where it goes uh, after the GDC. We haven't planned anything with specifically this game yet. Um, as in, we're just going to continue our graduation process individually. Sure. So we're not doing anything with the game specifically as of yet, but okay. that may change in the course of the GDC. Okay. And, um, you know, what other game design spaces are you looking into to do more innovative work? Are you going to focus on this type of thing where you use tablet-type Use the tablet as inner, you know, inspiration uh, for your game design ideas. Or are you going? To, are you looking at other places for game design? I'm looking all over the place, actually. Since my my, my bachelor course is actually based from a theatre perspective, so I'm used to looking at everything I can find to try and innovate in the world of interactive media. Sure. So I, I actually look at every kind of media I can find. So I'm not specifically keeping myself bound to the bound to the Wacom or anything. So. Since you have that background in theater, are, do you look at storytelling in games? Um, is that something you even explore, or are you more focused on the core mechanic? Well, depending, depending on, the pro, on the project, uh, the course does indeed focus a bit more on storytelling, a bit more on the narrative side of games, and, uh, but also on the interactivity and the player experience. And I always try to combine the best, the best possible way to get, make sure that the, the total, the complete experience of a game we develop at that time is a complete experience. So, and what suggestions do you have for other student game developers who want to make their own game? Just uh, take, try to think outside the box. Trying to let go of every everything you know about games, every classical um, cliche there is, and let go of that and just free free your mind and think of it. Try and think of it from a different perspective. Don't, try not to think that like, hey, we just want to make this platform gamer. Approach it differently. Approach it from another perspective. Try and think from from a controller perspective because we had we had to design for specifically for the Wacom, which introduced us to which gave us new ideas. So try and try and design around different control schemes or something, something like that. Instead of adapting the game on a specific controller, try doing it the other way around. Stuff like that. Cool. And um, what's the site that folks can visit to find out more about the game? Uh, that's papercakes.nl. Thank you very much.